Are you ready to have an open and honest discussion about sex and spiritual wellness without secrets, censorship, or barriers? This is Unbuckled with your host, Christy Ann Bella. In this program, there are no topics that are off the table, from religion to health, feelings to sexuality. Get ready to hear from some incredible people. And now, here's Christy Ann Bella. Hello and welcome to Unbuckled with Christiane Bella. I am your intimacy architect and with me today is my guest, Jill Weiss Ippolito, and she is the founder of Uprising Yoga and Yoga for Healing Trauma. And it is such a pleasure to have you here today, Jill. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real honor to be here, Christiane. I appreciate it. Oh, So um, Jill and I met at a Marianne Wilmanson um, I don't even know if she still does those in LA, but she used to do these like free lectures on A Course in Miracles. And it was at a time in my life when I was like, I want to be of service. I want, how can I show up in the community? How can I use my yoga skills? And she happened to be in the audience and, and shared that she you know, had just recently founded Uprising Yoga, um, which is an amazing organization that brings yoga to incarcerated youth. And, um, and it was just like that serendipitous moment of like, I'm like, oh, I have all these admin skills. And you're like, great, I need admin help. <laughs> and magic ensued. Um, and so we were just reflecting before we hopped on about um, this fundraiser we did back in 2012, which just blew my mind that that was like almost 10 years ago and how far we've both come in our, in our worlds, in our adventures. So I'm truly grateful to Marion Wilmanson for creating space that brings like minds together and, and together we all rise. I love it. I know she's been an idol of both of ours and mm-hmm. it's serendipitous that I'll never forget how you lightning bolt just beelined. I couldn't say yes or no. You said, you're meeting me. We're having tea. And you showed up with a three page form or maybe sent it to me before and said, I want you to fill all this out before you arrive. I was so impressed that whatever you said, I said, okay. Like you said, I'm your assistant. This is what you need to do. And I was like, okay. And I did everything that you said, or at least mostly. And, and just, I'll never forget that. It really was the lightning bolt behind Uprising Yoga, how much you helped build it in the very beginning. So thank you oh. so much. Oh, I'm so honored. I love that. I, you know, I often wonder, cause I'm, you know, I'm a New Yorker at heart. I was born and raised with that, like, go get it attitude. And, and I've certainly softened some over time, but I, I do. I just, I'm like, if I know, I just, I run with it. And, um, and so I'm glad you received that and, and it worked out for all of us. Um, so, I mean, the work that you do is just so powerful. And I think something that maybe a lot of people don't know about the juvenile justice system is how deeply entrenched it is entangled with sex trafficking and, and what, um, what happens there and how it is just such a, and I loved how you, you know, in, in your notes, you were talking about like really changing the culture from being a punitive one to a restorative one. Um, and that was something that I saw firsthand, you know, when I, I was working with you and um, I can't remember the name of the organization. It was like Margaret and something, they had a facility. Um, and that was one of the first where I was like, I had no idea you know, I think most of us just assume like juvenile kids are like kids that are out like thugging and being, you know, but it's like, no, these are like abused children that are caught in a cycle 
um, and should not be treated like criminals. Like these are victims that need help and support. So tell me, what was your experience first starting to kind of unpack all of that and see that overlap? Um, and how have you helped to kind of educate people on understanding that, that this is not, you know, children that need to be punished? Oh, thank you for that memory. I was so touched just thinking back. It was David and Margaret. It was a beautiful collaboration. I believe Krista Phelps, uh, uh, Carissa Phelps mm-hmm. was there with her organization doing a little mini series on CSEC, they called it. And mm-hmm. it was just forming the language at that time to really have all of us understand what is actually happening. And so it's CSEC, commercially sexually exploited children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that they took a long time to build that particular language, um, which then led to human trafficking. We could mm-hmm. get into that a little bit more. But at the time, we simply started volunteering in Central Juvenile Hall mm-hmm. and found out 82% of the foster youth that we served were sexually trafficked. And what that meant was recruiting was happening. Um their pimps would wait for them in the parking lot. They had business cards. There's like an organization uh, that they trafficked these young girls, young boys, and sent them across state. There were airlines that were connected, hotels, uh, taxi cabs. Like it was this underbelly. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, uh, uh, it was Michelle Guyman and Hanya through the LA County. They got a grant and talked about it. And my husband at the time was working for one of the county supervisors who Mm -hmm. spoke at that uh, first fundraiser we did. But what happened is that LA County hadn't really heard this was happening. And Mm -hmm. so we were there right when it was all unfolding. And so it kept, for me, fortunately too, I got to really learn how policy change and Mm -hmm. politics and, you know, help shape what happens with organizations like nonprofits? And Carissa Phelps was, you know, phenomenal. She, Rachel Lloyd, and uh, Nola Brantley, they now have really large organizations that train in this information. And, yeah. you know, fortunately, self care is starting to push up against that too. And, um, you know, but, but at the time where we went, at David and Margaret, we were there to offer our yoga services. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, uh, one of the survivors stood up and said, when I was out there on the tracks, you know, on the streets, um, I didn't know people like you were interested in helping me. Mm-hmm. And it was, that's where the light bulb went off for mm-hmm. me because she was talking to a group of social workers. Mm-hmm. We were there in the front row. I was getting ready to talk about what yoga's doing in the mind and the body and the heart. And what happens with that trauma at that time? Yeah. How do you start to have agency over your own body? You know, and, and I, so I remember very clear, I'll never forget, I believe that was Juanita Sparks mm-hmm. and, and Delita Miller, uh, that were some of the survivors that we also yeah. started to incorporate in our work and our trauma-informed yoga trainings and asked them to come speak and share this information. It became a fast track to spread awareness for education, probably just out of shock appeal at first, and then really building support around it on how do we get these services out to more people that could, could use it. Yeah. 
And agency over your body. I mean, I think that's so important. And, you know, when we think about yoga, I think, you know, a lot of people have this idea of like, you're in this room and it's all like, oh, mellow music and incense are burning and you're going to do some like downward dogs. And it's like, yeah, sure. But yoga is really, and I love you, uh, you know, had written this in, in your uh, uh, feedback to me uh, or form uh, was, you know, self-awareness is a byproduct of yoga. And I loved that. I was like, yes, because when I started doing yoga, it was because I had a car accident. It wasn't because I was trying to like find myself like that happened accidentally. <laughs> and, and thank God it did, um, you know, but agency over your body. I think that's so important because if you've been abused um, and, and, you know, and if you've been in this horrific situation of being trafficked, um, just feeling like your body isn't your own and feeling so disassociated from your body. So what does trauma-informed yoga help to do to create that sort of agency um, with your body? Well, how it differs from a yoga class where first off, somebody is usually paying or willingly showing up. And, you know, if Uprising Yoga started to bring yoga to places where there's, you know, acute trauma, like it's happening at the moment in with the probation staff, with the punitive justice system. So just the clanging of the doors, the being told what to do at all times, like a yoga instructor stands there and offers suggestions, invitations, commands. It depends on what the yoga teacher is offering. If you're, you know, from my background, I came from a a structured yoga that was do this now Mm -hmm. or else. Like that's your posture. There's no feedback. And there's things like, okay, close your eyes. We'll offer like you're invited to close your eyes because a lot of survivors have been told by their perpetrators to close their eyes. And we bring up the word triggers and triggers is not just, you know, Oh, you said that it really triggered me. I'm so Mm -hmm. sensitive. It's an actual, you know, biological system that happens in your body with fight, flight, freeze, you know, submit, attach. There's a lot that goes on in the nervous system that you immediately respond to something from the past whether it's happening now, Mm -hmm. it's impossible to be safe in the present moment if you're up here. And and the breathing, Mm -hmm. what what we try to say is I breathe through the nose, keep your mouth closed Mm -hmm. and breathe out longer exhales Mm -hmm. through the nose. And it has to do with the autonomic nervous system Mm -hmm. and the parasympathetic nervous system. You're a yoga instructor, you know, but it's, it's really powerful when we start to explain these things, not Mm -hmm. just, hi, here's a bunch of postures, do them, Mm -hmm. see you, do you feel better? Great. But really explaining why you're feeling better. And so from the very beginning, I started to bring slip in education. Like if you're going to bring up a yoga posture, talk about the benefits, talk about why you would do this. Because for me in yoga class, I, I would always just kind of hear a lot of yoga speak Mm-hmm. And it would just say, get grounded or namaste or, you know, and I would just go, what does grounded mean? Right. Like, you know, and so I felt hungry in my yoga class. Mm-hmm. And the, when I went into the girls unit, I believe I 
saw myself at that age. Mm. And I think you remember this in my story is at the time of that fundraiser, I called my mom and said, you know, mom, are you raising funds? And she goes, oh, yeah, what country is that for again? Because we think of sex trafficking as overseas. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, it's in LA, it's everywhere. And that's what exploded was the knowledge that it's at every mall, it's at every school, and the trickery is outstanding. And then my mom said, oh, I picked you up from that juvenile hall when you were a kid. And then, so that's how I didn't remember I had been in that juvenile hall at that same one I was teaching yoga at. So I started to really discover trauma and put myself in the position. Every instructor that came, I tried to imagine, would I understand any of this? Like when I get out, that was another thing. When that woman said, there's a, there's a missing link here. I'm going to get out and I'm going to go back to my lifestyle because there's nothing else out there for me. Well, in my belief system, I think going to a yoga studio and in my experience, I was so broken and in so much need, like you talked about the car accident. I didn't just go get enlightened and think, oh, let me get a Lululemon mat and like look cute like everybody else. I was had this car that was patched together with duct tape. And I, I was just out of jails and institutions and trying to form sentences. That's where I came from. And I went and stumbled into a yoga and I was like, I can't pay $20, $25. And so I kept always putting myself in the position of these young kids. Like, where are they going when they get out to those pimps in the parking lot? Or I tried to plant the seed of, hey, if you like this, probably a lot of yoga studios might ask, like, they might let you work there in exchange for classes. Because they did me. I went up to complain about, you know, $10, 10 days. I don't have any money. It's my, you know, and they said, do you want to work here? And so I was, and I remember too, when we did an, an event outside at the DMH at, or for DCFS, right. yes. remember? And they had the fashion show with yes. the bags and stuff. Mm -hmm. I remember we did a lot of those. I love those pictures with the balloons. And we had so many yoga instructors show up to be a part of that and to really work with these governments, you know, uh, programs. Like, how do we enhance that and partner? And that's always been my vision is to, you know, bridge that gap right. for services. Yeah, I think it's so important because another thing that happens that I, I think a lot of us don't think about is, if you are in foster care or juvenile hall and you age out, you know, you turn 18, you're technically an adult, but you don't have any adult skills at that point. You, you know, you're a trauma, traumatized child. Essentially, you might be 18 in numbers, but you do not have the life skills to function. And so, of course, you're going to revert back to, the, you know, whatever you can do to like get by. So creating these bridges to, to see that there's other options, there's other ideas, um, other ways to, to be and show up in the world and to feel that you're supported in that, right? That there's somebody who's not only rooting for you, but actually helping you see these little baby steps that you can take to, to start beginning to feel even worthy enough to receive that shift, right? Because I'm sure that's a huge part is, you know, if I've been sex trafficked, then I, I think I don't have any value outside of the value somebody tells me I have. So it's like changing this, this mindset on this deep spiritual level. Oh, the mindset has been 
that's what I've been working on lately mm-hmm. is, is coaching small groups of people in a mm-hmm. program called Deep Shift after they've taken the trauma-informed yoga training mm-hmm. and st- or not, I've had people come to me that haven't, that just, mm-hmm. I haven't taken your training, but how would I take the work I'm doing, mm-hmm. enhance it and bring it out into community? And that's really talking about your voice and mm-hmm. activism and how do we bridge that? Like, you know, one of the things I talk to a lot of people about in the trainings is you don't know where you are ready to serve because people all go, oh, I read about you. I've been following your work. I heard this. I want to teach uh, incarcerated youth. And, you know, we say system impacted youth, which are mm-hmm. ideally moving out of juvenile hall mm-hmm. and the camps, but into services. So, you know, for example, before the pandemic, we had uh, partnered in a contract with the Department of Mental Health mm-hmm. with 18 drop-in centers for unhoused youth. And, uh, you know, a lot were at the LA, you know, Gay and Lesbian Center, Penny Lane. It's very similar to David and Margaret, like different mm-hmm. outlets across. And it was a place for, you know, what typically that would look like is if I'm going to teach yoga, I'm about to sign in with my mat and my little roster. And there's two guys that literally just heard about this place. They were living under a bridge. Their clothes were not um, washed. So they were very self-conscious about their socks. And, you know, they knew that they were you know, unkempt. And they signed in right before me. Then I'm right there with my mat. (laughs) And then we all get ushered into the same room. They figured, well, at the waiting room, let's give them a yoga class. So what am I going to do with two guys that literally right before said, hey, I heard you could get a shower and some food here. Wow. Right. Like I'm not going to. All right. (laughs) Let's see. Downward dog. You know, no, I'm going to. So we just literally sat on the mat. You know, I I like to really just see if you can feel your heartbeat, your breath. Is there something to connect there? You know, I, I look at their bodies and see what can what need what's needed right here, right now. And, you know, they needed to lie down and just feel the carpet mm-hmm. and and breathe with me and you know one i you always ask about injuries a lot of them are so disconnected they don't think having shrapnel from gang fights in their body with bullets are that's not even an injury wow. i had a class where you know you know i'm like what's yeah i'm fine i got nothing and then the, the kid's leg wouldn't move. And I'm like, what's, oh, I just have to have more shrapnel removed. And, you know, the two boys I'm talking about now were just pointing out their stab wounds. Like, we'd only think of unhoused, you know, you know unha- like, we just kind of lump them into a category of a thought. But when you're talking and unfolding, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's almost like Oprah's book, like, what happened to you? I'm you know? reading that right now. It's so good. Oh, good. Yeah, like let's the stories unfold so mm-hmm. we can meet those needs instead of just like, okay, check you off on a sheet. Mm-hmm. Let's put you up. Let's, you know, it's, it's, we really need to see the individual and what's in front of us. That's a great explanation of trauma informed is meeting the need in mm-hmm. front of you. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. So how do you navigate Cause like you said, you know, you, you healed a lot of your own inner wounds. You, you were a, a youth that 
had your own challenges growing up and, and found your way um, and, and, you know, changed your life um, to be of service of others. What is the, the self-care process, you know, cause I think people do go into it with the best of intentions. Everyone's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to help. I want to be of service. I want to like make an impact, but it's like either one, do you have old stuff that you haven't looked at and you're trying to bypass it by showing up and distracting yourself by being of service. And if you do get that cleaned up and you show up in a, a really healthy space, how are you maintaining that health? Because there's, you know, a, I mean, you can't not take that with you. Like you said, it's like just hearing that story. I'm like, oh my God, my heart is breaking for these, these boys that I've never met who have strap metal in them. So it's like, how do you navigate that space where you're learning how to like clear your vessel, your energy field, so you're not weighted down by this mm-hmm. and you can show up and, and hold that space? Yeah. That is a beautiful question because mine is, my answer is through trial and error. Um, mm-hmm. So when I first started, people would talk to me about burnout, secondary trauma, mm-hmm. uh, transferring trauma. And I just was like, yeah, yeah, I heard about it. Mm -hmm. And I never, it hit me like a tsunami. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did things to prevent it. Like, oh, let's text each other after. Let's be a support Mm -hmm. system for each other. Um, Let's not go in alone. You know, like, so, so Uprising Yoga was a program and ideally had, you know, a value system, a, a mission statement, you know, that was building and partnering Mm -hmm and community, as opposed to, well, I'm just going to try it out on my own, which I get a lot of people that come to me doing that and saying, well, it's going great here. And, and and sure, it might be. And I've been really big on uh, that partnership for policy change to avoid volunteering, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're going to get burnt out. And Mm -hmm. if we can build contracts and have a support team, where one day that I, I can't go, you know, mm-hmm. I can call a colleague that's been trained. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I highly recommend getting a partner, building this, don't go in alone. Mm-hmm. Um, once you've, then, then I'll give my experience of once I did have a severe burnout, I started to end up in the emergency room with hives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I was new at like my system breaking down and I, I cried a lot in the car in traffic. Yeah. Um leaving the, some of these stories were just really hard to take. And, and, you know, I feel like I had a great support system, but when I ultimately bottomed out, mm-hmm. all of my guides, all of my mentors, peer support, mm-hmm. everybody said, do nothing. And that mm-hmm. is really the best advice I give everybody all the time. So once I did nothing, and I'm a real achiever, you know, right now <laughs> I help burnt out overachievers self-regulate in coaching. And I love it because it, it's, I had to do it myself. And I had to really trust that I could, you know, get the therapist. I mean, I did childhood trauma therapy, which was reparenting. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought in excellent speakers Mm -hmm. in the trainings that taught self-regulation, like, Mm -hmm. like Havening is one of my favorites, Mm -hmm. you know, Havening, we brought in Dr. Deborah Sweet, who showed us Havening, like little ways Mm -hmm. of self-care that expands. But you also brought up, how do you get to a place where you believe that you're worth it? Right. You know, so if you're built on 
in my case, you know, violence and uh, chaos, and that's been the world the whole way going along, then it is a mindset that has to start kind of telling myself, you know, for one, yoga, breath work, mindfulness, that's present moment. Mm -hmm. The past is all those stories. The future is all the anxiety. But always when we have our breath and we're in the present moment, you know, to me that that's, we're safe. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That is like the, it's the piece that I, you know, I encourage people to take away from, from any talks that I have or work that is that your breath is so powerful. It is just, it's a simple way to come back to yourself and be in your body. Um, So we're getting ready to take our first break and I want to give you all the wonderful ways that you can get in touch with Jill and Uprising Yoga and all the wonderful work they do. So you can go to flow.page backslash a coach for you. Um, and that's how you can reach Jill directly. She has a wonderful two-minute meditation on there, which I love. I highly recommend because I think it's so important to see you can do things really quickly. It doesn't have to be some whole big, you know, to do two minutes. You'll you'll be feeling better. Um, and you can reach Uprising Yoga on Facebook and Instagram. It's U-P-R-I-S-I-N-G-Y-O-G-A, Uprising Yoga on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Unbuckled. Think about how much sound you hear all the time. Noise, music, your own heartbeat. What is it made of? How does it work? How does it affect you? The universe of music takes you into the particles of life and the beat of living. It is an interactive online masterclass of music and science taught by the internationally renowned musician and scholar, Dr. Marcin Bella. Visit theuniverseofmusic.com. That's theuniverseofmusic.com. Are you tired of having the same fight over and over again? Is it hard to remember a time when you felt close to each other? Before you call it quits, do you want to do something to rebuild that spark of intimacy? Of course you do. Ignite the passion like never before with Intimacy Architecture. Text 626-310-5159 to set up your relationship consultation. Again, text 626-310-5159. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Unbuckled with Christy Ann Bella. Reach out to Christy Ann with any questions or comments at intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. That's intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. Christy Ann welcomes your emails. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back. I am Christiane Bello, your intimacy architect, and you are listening to Unbuckled. And today we are unbuckling the world of the juvenile justice system, looking at yoga as a way to help reform, to help the underserved and incarcerated communities, um, to really learn about how we share our practice of service um, from a place of, of love and self-awareness for ourselves to really be able to step into that world. And our guest with us today is Jill Weiss Ippolito. And Jill is the founder of Uprising Yoga and Yoga for Healing Trauma. 
So we uh, were just talking about how, you know, important it is that you have a self-care practice and what that looks like. Um, And so what are just some of the basic things you do on the daily? Is there like something that you're just like, this is non-negotiable, like brushing my teeth, like every day I, you know, I take a minute to do this. Definitely mindset work. I mean, the first thing is prayer. You know, I have a thing, a little place that's a cushion, and I call it my PMN st- PNM station. So it's mm-hmm. prayer and meditation station. Yes. And I do gratitude list. Mm-hmm. I have a calendar that I write a gratitude list. And then just recently, I got another book that is a powerful self affirmations mm-hmm. to really tackle some of the thoughts that don't serve me. Right. I can turn them around and do the opposite and Mm. really start to tell myself better self-talk that's more encouraging and be my own best friend. Oh, our self-talk is such a vital thing to look at that I think often goes ignored because we're so concerned what we say to other people or what other people say to us. And I don't think we often register how we talk to ourselves and, and how easy it is to to be bullying yourself without realizing it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, you know, the ability to, to really be an observer of your self-talk um, and come to a place to, to witness it and start to change it so that the voices in your head are cheerleaders for you is, is definitely a good approach. Um, so with your experience in seeing trauma firsthand, what was one of the biggest things where you, you know, like you were talking about, like really getting involved on a legislative level of like really trying to work to, to create change? Um, what were one of the pieces where you're like, okay, we need to get more involved. How can we, you know, change the way the juvenile justice system is, is working? Well, I think my experience is that Uh, the probation department in Los Angeles County wanted to partner with Uprising Yoga. Mm -hmm. I mean, they asked me to build a curriculum to train probation staff who had been previously trained for combat working with kids, right? So that's huge that they came to me, asked me to build that. And I taught probation staff for about a year and a half. They Mm -hmm. came to me and asked for level two, Mm -hmm. right? So they knew that, Something else can be done besides what the structure they had in there now. Um, The biggest change I found, the difficulty, was volunteer yoga instructors. Mm -hmm. I wanted to pay them. The county wanted to pay us. Mm -hmm. And there's funding for that. And if you're volunteering, it's hard to value a program that you can integrate into a system. And I had always said before that my mission was to ensure yoga seen as a healing modality and an effective mm-hmm. tool for incarcerated youth. And that started to take shape, you know, and um, that can't happen with a volunteer program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it is. I think, you know, we, we often martyr ourselves, I think, in the attempt to be of service and think that we shouldn't be getting paid for this or that, you know, and it's like, no, absolutely. There needs to be a, a value and an exchange um, honoring that energy and to realize that, you know, we're, 
we're providing the the nurturing support that someone needs to be able to show up in that space. Um, and so, yeah, so I think that's, you know, so important to, to respect that. felt that. to me, yeah, definitely. That felt to me like the most frustrating mm-hmm. uh, part about trying, you know, now working my people that I coach to help build programs mm-hmm. like this are often nurses, coincidentally, mm-hmm. because maybe they are retiring from the health industry. They've worked in a hospital for years. They've seen firsthand how this breathing and self-regulation mm-hmm. and, and they became yoga teachers themselves or social mm-hmm. workers. So they're already able to speak the language of administratives, yeah. you know, and people that can say yes or no to create programs, but yoga instructors, they're learning. I mean, now's a time where we need all of our voices for activists. You know, it's no longer now. Now I think yoga teachers are more curious. Like how does my message get to be more impactful? And it's not just about health and well-being, but we all need to stand up and be able to fight for our belief system. So what is that belief system? And, and it definitely comes with, you know, a currency, you know, making sure that these programs are compensated for. Mm-hmm. And so that, that became like the difference because, yeah, getting a yoga instructor that's like, well, I just want to help, you know, and I just want to, you know, and we say no helpers, we want service. And mm-hmm. service is a very different. We teach that a lot in, in our trainings. Yeah. So you have a lot of great trainings coming up, actually, um, that I want to give everyone an opportunity to jump in on. Um, so the first one is actually coming up in just a couple of weeks here in Florida from July 23rd to the 25th. It is both online and there are a few in-person spots there in Niceville, Florida. And this is going to be for trauma-informed yoga. Yes. And then there is a mini retreat, which is a mini online self-care retreat. So it's Retreat to Spirit. It's a four-hour event happening on August 8th. And what's really wonderful about this is it's a pay what you can. So it's accessible to everyone. Um, So, you know, definitely jump on that um, because this is a great way to really learn how important not only self-care is, but to actually have some tools and resources for you. So um, there's that. And then working with Jill directly with her deep shift transformational course. Um, right now, her current course is sold out, but the uh, upcoming one will be in uh, October through December of this year. And it is an invite only course. So uh, you can reach Jill again at flow.page backslash a coach for you to get more information about how you join the G- deep shift transformational course and the other programs, uh, the online and in-person trauma-informed yoga in Florida from July 23rd to the 25th. Um, You can reach out to Jill and you can also go to uprisingyoga.org and Uprising Yoga on Facebook and Instagram and get information on that as well as the retreat to spirit in August. So I'm all about tools. Yes, we all need tools to help ourselves and to help show up in community. When it comes to um, community, do you feel like there is a shift happening because I think, you know, in the, in the wake of Black Lives Matter um, and, and Me Too movements, people are really quick to get on the bandwagon to want to help. And then when the limelight kind of fizzles, it's like, well, who's left still there? And are you seeing a shift in community overall of people staying the course and really wanting to continue to show up with regards to 
being of support of, of incarcerated youth or, or being a part of, you know, these underserved communities. Cause I feel like, you know, people of color are a big part of that underserved community. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, they start off coming to me for incarcerated youth. And then I said, you know, overseas, we've also taught in men's and women's prisons. Mm-hmm. And, and then as far as, uh, from Uprising Yoga, wanting representation, you know, for example, our gang prevention and aftercare programs, we wanted Spanish speaking in those areas. We mm-hmm. want people of color, you know, and for me, it was always to get myself out of the backseat mm-hmm. and really give that platform. But I think they start with incarcerated youth and then find out that it, it, it's so broad. We're never going to be a shortage of need. There's many places for you to find what speaks to your heart and the place you can serve. And my passion is to contribute to the evolution of others. And that's what we're really getting. We're really sinking that work in and getting people out, you know, to create these activists. But absolutely. I I think that people are hungry to make their life have a little bit more purpose Mm -hmm. and support the need that they can. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, ultimately, I feel like that's what we're we're here for. You know, we're here to to lend a hand, you know, and it's like you lift somebody else up, somebody lifts you up and so on and so forth. And we all we all help each other. We're only as strong as our, you know, most vulnerable part of society. And so I feel like now more than ever, because of social media and all of these, it's you can't ignore the vulnerable part of society. You know, like it's there. It's it's very visible. Um, and like you were saying with your mom earlier, like your mom, and I think so many people, myself included, really didn't realize I was like, oh, sex, that's something that happens in like, you know, Thailand or something, you know, like it, it's like, no, it's, it's here in our states. Like you were saying that in our malls, in our, you know, in our junior high schools. Um, and so to realize oh, that, true. yeah, I mean, this is like schools. in your back. Yeah. I mean, that just boggles the mind like you just you know and I think that's the piece I guess when I when I've talked to people about this work um is the part that's like oh I don't want to know that you know and and so just really yeah and I'm sure you've encountered those just like oh I don't want to know that that's happening and it's like no we have to open our eyes to this and this has been a big piece for me with healing sexual traumas if we talk about sexual abuse we are actually on the path to preventing it because anything that stays hidden in the shadows that we want to ignore and pretend it isn't going on well that's how it perpetuates it you know anything we bring into the light starts to heal um and i mean even if you just think of it literally like when you cut yourself what's the fastest way to get that wound to heal sunlight like you you know the more you try to bandage it and cover it up it doesn't heal as fast as if you let it gets some air, <laughs> let it get some sunlight. And That's I think beautiful. Our, yeah, I think our societal and emotional wounds, like the same thing but applies. Another thing too, I know we're ending soon, but I want to say is, you know, when you say, oh, I don't want to hear that. I agree. That's what I hear a lot. Mm-hmm. But these kids are finding that information out online. Like, and when I talk about globally, like we're, what we've all learned from the virus is we stayed home and we connected in different ways. Mm-hmm. And then it seems like it would be a miss for me at any point to have any platform without mentioning, you know, global warming or the weather or science or like it just seems it's all so connected that we can't just stay in our little topic bubble mm-hmm. any longer. Like mm-hmm. education is 
blown open. People are going to find information with or without just like putting silence on mm-hmm. topics. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah. No, I mean, it really at our fingertips, like I see kids now, you know, and they grab their mom's phones and they're like, like I had a question the other day and my friend's kid is like, oh, here, let me show you. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, wow. I'm <laughs> you realize the, the intelligence and the ability to access things. Um yeah, you know, it, that's definitely a place where I feel like a lot of hope for the more informed youth to be able to, you know, really be great change makers. Um, so I wanted to just circle back around to to yoga in general and um, and talk about like life skills, because I think that's something, you know, we often maybe, again, don't think about yoga connecting to this self-awareness. So what are some like life skills that you feel like yoga has given you? Oh, well, that's a great question, because when we brought the Uprising Yoga program to work anywhere, Mm -hmm. it's all based on life skills. Mm -hmm. So I might use a topic like hygiene, Mm -hmm. like in the yoga class, we would talk about hygiene and self-massage, your feet, Mm -hmm. you know, that would be one flossing, like you said earlier, you know, Um, another one is leadership skills, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of like, again, I'm going to just use the girls as an example in juvenile hall that might be like, Oh, miss, I'm flexible. Look at this. And, you know, I mean, yes, there were twerking happening. And I'm like, Oh, no, 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 let's get it back. But we would do a tree posture. And show balance and that strength, inner strength that you could hold it as long as you can and breathe through it. And then they would raise their hand and go, I I remember it from last week. And so we're like, well, how about you come up and you show it? So we give opportunities to let them teach the class and Mm -hmm. be a leader and an expert on their own yoga posture you know because there it is agency again like they're going to remember it and build on it week after week after week another thing too is the way they set up the mat is organization you know it's like where do you stand how do you share energy how do you help out your neighbor who didn't remember a way to grab the foot or you know because that's the thing that we saw rival gangs helping each other you know yeah. So huge. it's really teaching a lot of kindness, compassion, mm-hmm. um, patience. You know, if mm-hmm. somebody is acting up, I've had kids go, hey, man, cut it out. I want to get this. Mm-hmm. Like, we leave them wanting to learn more. I had a kid in juvenile hall, and he got up and did a presentation, showed all the postures, found a meditation book and said he's going to get his mo- his baby mama and kid to do it when he gets out. Like, I mean, that's passing it. We taught, mm-hmm. uh, at one point, I taught young parents that were incarcerated how to take this information back home to their toddlers mm-hmm. and then their parents. So three generations yeah. often in these community classes is really unusual and just beautiful. It's not leaving anyone out. Mm -hmm. Oh, and that's so powerful. You know, I think when we talk about healing ourselves, any healing you do, it has a ripple effect. But then if you actually get to the place where the people that you're working with are incorporating that and bringing it into the next generations, you think about this like precursor work, you know, it's like you're setting a foundation for change to happen for a new awareness to to move through these generations coming where 
again, it's like, it's not about damage control. It's about like this shift that's happening. That's already creating this level up um, that's setting people up for success to just have this awareness of themselves and, and to have something you can do together as a family and as a community. It's, it's just so, such a beautiful, I love it. I love it. Um, and so right now, you guys are still, you're primarily in Los Angeles, um, but you do offer this around the world thanks to the internet. You know, there are ways to do this, this training and, and create this. So if there is somebody out there listening um, that wants to, you know, bring this to your city or, you know, your, your area, um, definitely, you know, get in touch, get on board with the, the yoga informed uh, trauma healing work and see how you can show up and be of service. And, and, you know, cause like we said, this is not uh, uh, things that are happening outside. This is like right here in your own backyard. So um, when it comes to activism, what, what would you say is something to be on the lookout for so that you're, you're really, you know, coming from a, a, place of authenticity and not just jumping on board with the latest kitschy thing that that is pulling at heartstrings what would what would you say is a good way to kind of assess you know do you really want to take this on I would say write you know write out your thoughts and your experience and what really tap into how did that make you feel Mm. you know because I mean and I use the example freely when I taught the little, little, little kids on Skid Row, Mm -hmm. I I knew it was not for me. And I left in tears. And I I knew and I needed to know that in my heart that I I wasn't as strong in that area. And other teachers we've brought to juvenile hall, they might leave crying and we never hear from them again. Or, you know, you know, so, so where are you, what's familiar, like you said, because mm-hmm. we're drawn to this work, like the wound mm-hmm. seeks the wound in order to heal it, right? Mm-hmm. So then a lot of people have repressed trauma. They don't know mm-hmm. that they're drawn to this work and then their own unfolding of trauma starts to happen yeah. and they patch it up and then have a stronger way to serve or they're comfortable saying, I'm going to go work with seniors or, you know, like try it out, try an error, but being open. That's why I said writing is a really great place to understand what you feel, you know, because, but you're right. There is a urge for people to jump on a bandwagon Mm -hmm. and just go, I'm in, I'm doing, you know, and they don't know if it speaks to them or not yet. So a lot of trial and error. And we didn't take certain people on that I could tell Mm-hmm. That maybe, especially if they have a son in prison mm-hmm. or a family member that, you know, maybe died in prison. Like, like what are the stories mm-hmm. that we're bringing in our own lives? You know, for me, you know, everybody was in jails and institutions in my family. Mm-hmm. You know? And I didn't know that till, you know, it's all started to unfold. It was a lot of it was repressed and you know, I didn't even know I was in that juvenile hall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's amazing, right? The mind does try to protect us and it's like, okay, well, we are not going to like ruminate on that because it's not helping mm-hmm. us. So yeah. So we like, and, and I, and I, we have a section about that in our manual and I'm, I'm merging. I wrote a book through the pandemic, a terrible first draft that probably needs a, a lot of a lot of help, but I wanted to merge it with the manual that 
we do in our training. So there's more of a guide, uh, you know, and that that's probably why I said writing is it's close to home and it it helps you journal and reflect like what's going on with you, you know, and you're revealed things from the subconscious. I love that you wrote a book. That's amazing. It's terrible. <laughs> Trust but it's me. It's a start, right? You yeah. got to start it's somewhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, because I think it's it is so important for us to have these resources, you know, because we want to be able to spread this beyond our our world, uh, you know, our our own. Uh, community and so that's the way to do it. I think it's you know that we have these these documents that we can say like okay here's here's a starting point here's a manual here's a, here's a book that you you know you can refer to and and get the ball rolling for yourself. Um, so what is something that if um, you've never done yoga before or never meditated before, what it would be the one thing you would say like try this and at least you know test it out for yourself. Like, I love you how you're saying trial and error, like just, you know, it's okay. Try it, try it out. <laughs> well, I would, I would click on, thank you for mentioning the two minute meditation that, or three minute or whatever. Uh, I was asked to do that for a job interview. And so I just posted it, but I would say, start there. You know, you're sitting in a chair, your feet are on the ground. It's, it's sensory awareness mm-hmm. and it's, it's less yoga practice and more, you know, what's going on with you? You know, where's your heartbeat? Where's your breath? And, you know, how do you, how do you sense and feel, Mm -hmm. you know, what's going on with you? I would do that because we're all walking around breathing. That's, that's, so can you increase it? You know, can you play with it? You know, that's what, that's what I would, I would try. I also, um, I've been fortunate to be included in a lot of books that have been published. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I would say, look, look on there too. There, where's best practices for yoga and the juvenile justice in the, in the, oh, what is it? It's somewhere, it's, it's in the criminal justice system, best practices, mm-hmm. but it's through Yoga Service Council. They have a great series of books and I would guide anyone there to look mm-hmm. if, you know, for, they have books on veterans and sexual trauma even yeah. you know yoga for sexual trauma so mm-hmm. yeah no I think you know it's one of those things it's like it can help anyone and it just it really does not have adverse side effects like, you know I mean unless you know you're jumping on the mat for the first time and trying to do some crazy like king pigeon thing or something like you're you're pretty much you're gonna be good like you know you're gonna be able to to do some part of it even if it is just the breathing and it, no matter where you are, no matter how old you are, how young, how inflexible, whatever you've got going on mentally, emotionally, like yoga is a wonderful way to just start that healing process by just coming back to your body. And like you said, just, you know, like these couple of minutes to just kind of sit and be still and be with yourself. Don't you love the people that say, I can't do yoga. I'm not flexible. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that a lot. Um, I get, uh, I, I can't meditate. Um, I'm always thinking or like, I can't, I can't meditate because my mind is always racing. And I'm like, that is the exact reason why you need to do that. But you know, there couldn't be anything more important or urgent or loving than to know yourself. Mm. Right? Like, and that way we have, again, the ability to respond instead of react. And, you know, that's, that's empowering. You know, who doesn't want to know 
what they think about things, how they feel about things, where they're guided. I mean, maybe some of it came with maturity because I know I didn't have that mm. when I was young and bouncing off walls. But, you know, wow, it, it, breathing, mindfulness, life skills, so valuable. Yeah, no, I love that. It, it, it truly is. It's such an empowering practice and it's something that you do for you. With I mean, I think in a lot of other sports and stuff, it's like, you're engaged and it's other people, but it's like yoga is just yours. It's really something like, sure, you could do it in a group, and but it, it's really something that is just for you, by you. And so I love that. Yeah. Do you remember we said in every class, we said yoga is a gift. No one can take it from you. From you. Yes. And it's so true. Yeah. The gift is inside. Like mm-hmm. nobody can take that from you. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, it has been an absolute honor to talk to you. I'm so glad we got to connect. I'm so excited for everything you're bringing into the world. Um, so once again, you can find Jill uh, Weiss at Ippolito. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> at flow.page backslash a coach for you. Um, and also uprising yoga. You can also find uh, yoga for healing trauma. And they have a workshop coming up in Florida, uh, also online. It's July 23rd through the 25th, August 8th, pay what you can, self-care online uh, retreat to spirit. And you can reach out to Jill for her deep shift transformational course that's coming up in the fall. Uh, It has been an absolute pleasure again, Jill. Thank you for being here. Such an honor, Christiane. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been incredible. I'm really grateful to be here. Mm -hmm. And thank you all for listening and sharing this with your friends and your loved ones and passing on the great messages of empowerment and love and self-care through unbuckling what's in your way and coming back to you. I'm your intimacy architect, Christiane Bella. Thank you for listening to Unbuckled. You can join Christiane Bella for another program with amazing guests, stories, and advice every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to check out our new show coming soon.